Hello, you're listening to Radio Reverb 97.2 FM. This is Burden of Proof with Colin and Reese. First up, we're playing Alkaline Trio. Reese has snuck back to his little mixing desk <laughs> thing that he does. Yeah, it's all good. It's all sorted. Uh, we're going happy. We're going to start because it's a lovely summer day with uh, some Alkaline Trio and then Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. Uh, so here we go. Dexter's in school. I'm afraid he's not, Miss Birchmore. Dexter's truancy problem is way out of hand. The Baltimore County School Board have decided to expel Dexter from the entire public school system. Oh, Mr. Kirk, I'm as upset as you to learn Dexter's truancy, but surely expulsion is not the answer. I'm afraid expulsion is the only answer. It is the opinion of the entire staff that Dexter is criminally insane. Same, same, same. <laughs> Boy needs 
therapy. Granny Gazoo, let's have a chew. How will I count three? That 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 boy, boy needs therapy. <laughs> he was white as a sheep. And he also made false teeth. <laughs> Business continues below. Did I ever tell you the story about it? Cowboys and bitch bitches and the Indians and what frontier of psychiatry? I felt strangely hypnotized. I was in another world, the world of 20,000 20, girls. And milk. Rectangles. Doing optometrists. A man with a golden eyeball. And tighten your buttocks. Or juice on your chin. I promised my girlfriend I could be the violin, violin, violin. So there we go. That was. I was trying to sort of like portmanteau the words there, uh, but it didn't quite work. So uh, we'll move on. 
Uh, always worth to a go. try and help evolve the English language. Yeah, I'm quite I'm quite keen on the whole portmanteauing uh, type thing, and I thought that portmanteau could be shortened to just panto, but it's only one word, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, you kind of that's just an abbreviation rather than the portmanteau, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't think you can portmanteau it unless it's it's two separate words. Yeah. Fascinating fact: the word meld is a portmanteau of what? Of um, never even heard of the word meld. So uh, it was blend and something else. Weld, possibly. Blend and weld. I don't and know. I might have got the wrong. I might have got the words that it came wrong. But I know. The I word think is, you have. The word itself is a portmanteau. Meld. Yes. I've never even heard of it. It means mixing things. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, okay. but talking of the evolving language, lol got put in the dictionary. Did it over the last week? Lol. Lol. L O L. As it what? As an as an acronym. Yeah, well, as a word, as a as a as word, an actual that is word, because they don't have you can't have acronyms in the dictionary. That doesn't make sense. Well, they do have acronyms in the dictionary. Like what? Uh, I'm pretty all, sure all some the, of the big ones. acronyms there are: CIA, no. RSPCA, RSPB. I reckon there must be some in. The, well, there's things like radar. L- that's M- going to be FAO. Because there's a lot of acronyms that became words like radar. That is That'll true. Be in the dictionary. Sonar, I imagine, is another one. Yep. Sonic. Oh, noise. Other navigation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so there we go. Fascinating fact, and it is a action-packed show because we haven't been here for two weeks uh, because of Colin's absence. Uh, in I was sent China. to China. You were sent to China. Yeah. A bit like being sent to Coventry, except more people talk to you, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lots of people are very eager to talk to me in China. They seem to think that I was wealthy and would buy their wares. Yeah, funny. That's that. quite a common thing in China. I was walking through um, the uh, just about to walk past the pavilion, and uh, and there were people sat outside uh, what used to be Haha Bar, but now is something else. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I got the tail end of a conversation that I kind of wish that I'd, I'd oh, I love that. caught, really. Because um, I just overheard a lady explaining to another lady, and she was like, and that's why they call it Long Face. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that funny? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd heard the beginning of that. Damn it, I wish I'd walked a little bit quicker uh, to that point and, and just caught caught how that went. But I'm, I'm so intrigued now as to why, why it's called, you know, why the Long Face, why they call it a Long Face. Uh, maybe I'll never know. Maybe that will be the, yeah. the tragedy of my life. I love my favourite one of those is still a, a tad risque, but nothing that isn't safe for radio. Was walking past. I always forget the name of the bar, but it's if you're walking down from the station in Brighton mm. toward the seafront and you get to the big towery clock tower. Uh, yeah. Um, before that, there's a little side road. What used to be MVC was there. It's now a camping shop. If you're going to Churchill Square, Ooh. and there's a pub that kind of oh, there's there's, uh, there's Western Front. I don't think Easy it, I, Bar as well. No, it's not that. I always want to say it's the Quadrant, but it's not the Quadrant. Oh right, yeah, it is and the Quadrant. It, oh, it is the Quadrant. Yeah, right, it was the Quadrant then. It's the Quadrant. It was uh, the little outside. It's now got an Evan Cycles there. Yes. Yeah. If you're walking down that pedestrianised bit, Air where, Street, it's called. You're brilliant. At and this. it used to be called, um, and they used to nickname it Foul Air Street because uh, people used to, um, people who lived in the houses used to tip out their sort of effluence. Uh, into oh, the it's street. a narrow little road. It's yeah. pedestrianised, isn't it, that bit? Well, yeah, and, uh, and it used to be called, it used to be nicknamed Foul Air Street, but it is called Air Street. Anyway, I digress. Carry yes. on. I was walking down Air Street, and uh, there's a little kind of outsidey bit where people can sit in the tables outside the quadrant in the That's summer. true. And I walked past, and the conversation I overheard between a man and a woman, all I heard was her say, So did you have sex with them? And him say, well, they'd already given me the £100. <laughs> and that was all I heard. And oh. I really want to know 
the background. <laughs> I really want to. But know. he said it in such a kind of plaintive way. Well, they'd already given me the hundred pounds. Well, what was I supposed to do? I I, I didn't realise that was the deal, but they'd given me the hundred pounds. I had an agreement with them. Yeah, well, just surreal. And I remember hearing that. I was brilliant. If you've ever had that conversation, those people's lives are a bit more interesting than mine will ever be. Yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed, hundred percent. Um, there you go. So uh, overheard conversations that you wish you caught the end of. Perhaps we could have some kind of email. Uh, email yes, debate you could about share this. Yours. You could you could share yours. Uh, studio at radioreverb.com with burden of proof in the subject title. That's what you're listening to on this fine, sunny, officially the start of summer, sort of last week anyway, uh, Saturday. Oh, when did the summer start? Uh, clocks go forward. Clocks went forward, didn't they? Is that the start of summer? Uh, it's the it's the signals the beginning of British summertime. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we're on summertime. Yeah. yeah. Summer, summer, summertime. Yes, as, as Will Smith sagely put it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, as Action Pack Joe, because I want to know all about China, I'm sure uh, other listeners... Well, I am now an expert, having spent just just longer than a week there. <laughs> I know uh, all there is to know about the place. So, uh, sum up China, three words. <laughs> Fun. Fun. Polluted. Polluted. Nice. Fun, polluted, and nice. Yes. Right. I'd say nice and fun are in the same sort of yeah, category. Well, I, so you, you put me on the spot, I'm not going to lie. Do you need I some more words? Struggled. No, 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 it's not that I need more words. It's just that I'd maybe take a little longer thinking of the best words. Oh, right, I think. Okay. Maybe I'd have tasty. Lots of quite nice food. Tasty? What kind of food did you have? Did just you have sweet and sour chicken balls? Uh, no. No. They, I did. Funnily enough, they don't really have that in, no. in Asian countries. You'd think that they'd be... You'd think those balls yeah. would be really popular, but, but no. I, I did have. I mean, when we were living in Singapore, I did frequently eat chicken satay, and that is something that I've, I've carried with me to the UK. I love chicken satay. Everyone loves chicken. Satay. Everyone loves. Chicken That's chicken not satay. controversial. Yeah, my Laura doesn't really like chicken satay. Well, so when we order it, I get them all. Brit, <laughs> is that why you're still that relationship has survived? Yes, yeah. she won't try and eat your chicken satay. That's right. She eats all the uh, she eats all the onions and weird sort of water chestnuts and stuff when ah. we get ch- beef in black bean sauce she eats all the goop and I just literally just get some rice and then pick out all the bits of beef and I'll eat the green peppers beef and green peppers and I'll have that with the sauce but then she'll eat all the other stuff you're a man after my own heart this is a brilliant system it's <laughs> pretty much how I'd handle that because yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't want any of that other nonsense I want the beef I didn't ask for vegetables in black bean sauce I asked for beef in black bean sauce this is true there's nothing so, worse than ordering something and the key names in the ingredient all sound good and then they've thrown in a bunch of extra stuff you're yeah. expecting taking up the tub with all that nonsense that yeah. I don't even want um, yeah so there we go uh, we've, we've digressed also- slightly from China to your preferred eating habits <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, fine well we're still on the theme of China Chinese takeaways uh, we've also got um, I've got some exciting news about my uh, career prospects um, there's also Wikiwalks which is Always a classic. Uh, remind us Colin the segment Wikiwalks that's where we as, as both of us are intellectually curious individuals yeah uh, we often find ourselves on Wikipedia reading random articles yeah and it's where we describe what we learnt on one of those random articles I'm frantically trying to remember the name of the uh, theory that I was going to talk about. Ah. It's a principle. Mine, theory. mine is uh, mine's going to be quite exciting. So oh, really? stay tuned, listeners. It's uh, <laughs> you're getting really radio today. I think the beginning of summer has made you very radio. Yeah, I think it's the sun. It's come out. It's um, the walk in sort of. Uh, I don't know what it did to me, but it's it's made me all smashy and nice. It is beautiful to a certain extent. Um, I'm wearing shorts. First time wearing shorts. Hey, I've got sunglasses. I don't know where they came from, but they arrived in my house. I think they're girls' sunglasses, but that tends to happen to me quite a lot. I buy. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think sunglasses are mostly gender neutral. I spent a couple of days wearing heart-shaped ones. Unisexy. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I ended. Up, I spent a couple of days wearing heart-shaped ones just because they're the only ones I because the yeah. female friend lent them to me. That was fine. People just thought, oh, he's a bit of an idiot. But people think I'm a bit of an idiot anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter if I'm wearing heart-shaped sunglasses or not. So you haven't lost anything by that. No, exactly. Yeah. If anything, I'm onto a winner because people think, wow, look at that guy. He's, he's wacky. Slightly more of an idiot than I we bet, thought. I bet he's fun. Yeah. It's like if you wear a stupid hat. People go, oh, wow, I bet he's fun. Yeah. I bet he's really interesting and has interesting things to say because he's wearing a daft hat. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think, yeah, I think you've pinned down humanity. Yeah, yeah. Wear a daft hat. Human nature you'll to get, a T. You'll get attention. Uh, we're going to play a song. Um, a Gaslight Anthem, Tumbling Dice. I don't know what that is. but uh, It's very good. It's Gaslight Anthem covering the Rolling Stones from a seven-inch vinyl they released for... What's it called in America when all the shops break even? Like Black Sunday or something. They right. do they do a special day around November. I think it's mm. immediately after Thanksgiving, so probably wow. late November. I'm just going to interrupt you there because There's listeners in sirens. the background might be able to hear that summer has officially kicked off because people are coming down from all over the place getting drunk and sunburned and probably fighting each other. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you can hear the sirens on our microphones or not. Well, it's being picked up. You can hear it pretty loudly. There's an awful lot of them going past the yeah, studio there right is now. An awful lot. My train in. Oh, ridiculous. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, exactly. Shoulder to shoulder. Cool. Full of out-of-towners. Oh, were people wearing shirts? Or were there people not wearing shirts? Because that upsets there me. There was a train. shirtless man. There was a shirtless there man. Was, oh, there's always carriage. a shirtless, sweaty man. Put your shirt back on. Yeah, you're in public. I go around uh, a large supermarket chain sometimes, and it's just like, oh. I think they've. I think now... Oh, shirtless people in a supermarket. That's just that's, unhygienic. There's food here. I know. Uh, I mean, it's one thing on the beach, maybe. All right, fine, you're on the beach, but not yeah. in the shops, not, not walking in. around the shops. Have some respect, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think I think some supermarkets have, have imposed a, uh, a sort of shirt-must-be-worn policy. Back when I worked at a blockbuster video, we, ha- we hand-wrote a little sign. The staff got together, hand-wrote a little sign saying... But I didn't, don't think it did say put your bloody shirt on <laughs> but that was the message of it yeah. and a woman came in and complained about our sign and I said well, what's wrong with it and she said I don't like it I was like well no it's saying you, you have to wear a shirt it's not saying yeah. you can't wear a shirt because I assume that's why she might be that she's like no I think it's I, just, I don't like it I think people should be allowed to not wear a shirt right well what? you're weird well, take, you take your shirt off then <laughs> I did, I did, yeah, I didn't. I'm a bit of that for gender equality. I didn't say that. No, you should have done. But anyway, I remember putting that sign up because just put your shirt on. I mean, it goes to show that you're living in a classy place uh, where, where you have to actually try and try and beg Specifically people. Specifically, stop people from taking their clothes off <laughs> in the middle of your shop. <laughs> uh, we're, um, we're we're talking a lot at the moment, so um, it was because what's our talk to music ratio? It's <laughs> all over the place. Because we haven't seen each other for quite a while and uh, getting a bit excited. Um, so we're going to play this uh, Gaslight Anthem and Tumbling Dice, and then we shall return after a song after this song. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll tell you what it is when we get back. Beautiful. <laughs> Don't you 
There you go. We're uh, we're really rocketing through artists whose uh, name begins with A: uh, Alkaline Trio, Avalanches, Abba, uh, and probably this is the only place where you'll hear such a an eclectic mix. <laughs> such an eclectic to, mix. We're trying to play up our scrappy approach to radio as a benefit. Oh, we're just so eclectic. Eclectic. Yes. Yeah. I poached an egg this morning. I poached four eggs this morning. That I, is eclectic. I put it on Facebook. Uh, I use skewers. I'm 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 all about skewering uh, things and cooking things on skewers at the moment. I don't know why. Is this your new thing? Yeah. Is well, this, did you get this from Master Chef or something? No. Well, I um, I my parents went uh, when they came back from uh, the Caribbean. They brought me um, some sort of Jamaican jerk spice mix. Oh yes. And so I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. And um, and I, I rubbed it all over some chicken. And then. Uh, <laughs> I know that's what you're supposed to do. We're just <laughs> describing the processes. So, of course, I uh, I rubbed it all over some chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else? Well, what else are you supposed to do? There? Um, but yeah, so then I I, I thought oh, I'd quite fancy skewering this. So um, I I didn't have any skewers. So I cut off a wire coat hanger and then got some sort of glass paper uh, and sort of sanded it down because I imagine they're covered in some horrible weird coating uh, whereas when you grind them down the insides of a coat hanger are basically sterile yeah exactly and, uh, and, I, and I sharpened the tip to a point and then skewered my chicken on uh, on a coat on hanger. this coat hanger <laughs> and it was and it was it's uh, revolutionised the way I cook chicken now but um, I thought I, are you I, only cooking chicken on coat hangers yeah, well I thought I thought I like the skewer method but I don't know I don't know if the coat hanger method is the most hygienic so I went out um, and bought some skewers uh-huh. And now, uh, now I'm all about skewering things. But I, I skewered my uh, my cling film baggies of, uh, of poached of egg. Uh, Hang on, so you got cling film? Yeah. And then you skewered the cling film? Well, no, you. I, I, I put the cling film in a cup, right? Yeah. To the edges, and um, and then 
put a little bit of oil and crack the egg into the cup right and then you sort of bag it up and then I folded it over and skewered it with a skewer and then through the bag through the top of the bag where it was all folded over right okay and then um, and there's pictures all over Facebook I'll put it on there right okay. um, and then yeah and then sort of <laughs> did that with uh, with four eggs on, on two skewers and then sort of just lowered the skewers into the boiling water and uh, and, it, and it stopped them from obviously falling into the water and then it worked it worked an absolute dream I must say wonderful well, you uh, you're listening to Skewer Chat on <laughs> Radio Reverb 97.2 FM yeah. a segment that now exists in Burden of Proof with Colin and Reese. top culinary tips with yes. Colin and Reese. Um uh, the email again should you want to uh, share with us your your anecdotes of of conversations that you've only heard parts of but would like to hear the rest of um, it's uh, studio at radioreverb.com with uh, burden of proof in the subject title and I've noticed that we've got uh, we've got quite a lot to get through really because uh, I've just found busy 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 indeed uh, I've just found something that we can uh, listen play review which is uh, oh brilliant where we dig out something from uh, from some folder somewhere around in the studio and uh, and give it a listen and this is for the scumbag philosopher I like that name I like the name Scumbag Philosopher. Scumbag Philosopher. So that, they've, they've, they've got me on side there. Instantly warmed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to Colin there, because uh, Colin can relate to that, being a bit of a scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So when do you want to do Wikiwalks? Do you want to do those now, Reese? Uh, yeah, let's do them now, actually, yeah. Do you want to do yours first or mine first? Uh, yeah, mine's only a little one. So, okay, um, yeah, mine always go on for ages. Yours don't go on for ages. Just like me. But that's probably because you uh, you know a little bit more about your subject and, uh, and a far more sort of eloquent and able to elucidate far better than I am um, my wiki walk is um, a sort of verging on the paranormal which is about oh, you like that, um, the, it's called the, the, the Solway Firth Spaceman and um, what happened was back in 1964 um, Jim Templeton um, uh, just a, a regular average Joe an average, regular Jim an average Jim um, took uh, his wife and his, his young daughter Emma I believe um, up to the Solway Firth which is Sort of a bit of countryside in Cumbria, northeast of England, uh, and uh, and he took a photo of his daughter because um, she had a, a brand new little dress on or something like that. And um, when the, when the picture came back from the developers, <gasps> there's a very very odd <laughs> looking at a strange angle coming out from pretty much the, like the top of her head behind her, a picture of what looks like a a man in a spacesuit just behind her basically. Awesome. And, you would be able to see his legs if you can kind of see about halfway up the photo you can see the sort of um, the edge of the grass because it was obviously just before a hill the brow of a hill so you can see where it would be but the perspective of it he would be absolutely enormous if he was actually standing there right and he's kind of you can see you can see a a bend in his arm so it looks like he's sort of facing the opposite direction uh, from the cameraman um and it's just a very, very strange thing, and it got picked up by a local paper um, back at the time, and uh, and then it, it sort of went a little bit, well, you know, as viral as it could go back in 1964. Um, and essentially, the he was visited, Jim Templeton, by um, by two sort of you know MI5 kind of looking guys uh, who refused um, to give any identification, but said that they were working for Her Majesty's government. And, and I assume he reported this as having happened. Uh, he said I was visited by these people. Yeah, it's not like there's not like a in, an actual record of report. Or no, apparently he was visited by these by these uh, people uh, who questioned him, and they even I mean I don't know why he got in their car. They didn't give him any identification, but they got yeah. they drove him out to the point. This gym character sounds a bit naive. They drove him out a like, double exposed photo, and now he's letting people kidnap him. A couple of miles out to um, to where it was, and um, 
and they were asking him all sorts of questions and he was he, he was trying to tell them as much as he could but he wasn't obviously able to tell him much no, more than more than he knew a bit of a buffoon. So this is a bit weird and uh, and apparently they they got in a bit of a huff and walked back to their car and drove off and left him there but uh, at the same time and that's why when he, his wife asked where he'd been <laughs> why he smelt of gin <laughs> but the strange thing was that he was also um contacted by uh, a sort of um they were doing these local military sort of rifle tests in the area at the time uh, on the Solway Firth but um, like a day or so before they were doing these tests and these tests had to be stopped uh, prematurely because of what they described as two very large men in within the sort of area that they were practicing with these rifles and they were matching the description of uh, this of sort of spaceman. strange spaceman uh, so, uh, so there isn't there is an independent sort of um, two different people two different people saw space, space men as well now we're plural but yeah but uh, but Jim Templeton didn't see anything doesn't remember seeing a, a you know a nine foot spaceman uh, on the Solway Firth at the time and you'd have think you'd have thought no matter how much gin he would have seen that yeah but the strange yeah it's just a, a, a nice interesting story and it's still actually like a an, you know unsolved mystery yes like that television programme yeah unsolved mysteries a little bit like that I mean just when you've got just the photograph yeah I just assume it's a double exposure because that happens all the time where you get a bit of someone else's photo yeah 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 a lot of sort of ghost photos from uh, so you get a lot of that so when it's just that but when you start adding in all the other elements it makes it more interesting it is is, it's got it's own little Wikipedia page so that makes it legit yeah Solway Firth Spaceman or uh, or the Solway Spaceman or the Cumberland Spaceman Um, yeah so there we go that that is my wiki walk It's, it's well worth a look and it's a very strange little photo and um, sorry, you're trying to communicate a number to me. Yeah, which um, I'm assuming was two eight six three. No, uh, switch the middle two round. Eight two six three. Oh, for goodness' sake, give it here. I've done it now. <laughs> no, I've not. There um, you go. Yeah, so that's my wiki walk. A bit of an interesting one, and uh, definitely one to check out yourself. Yes, yes, and just in case you're curious as to why I was suddenly hassling Reese for numbers, it's because I can't remember the name of the uh, the particular effect I wanted to talk to my WikiWalk, because I was using Reese's smartphone, for right. which I don't know the password, because Reese insists on using a password right. to secure I, mean, his, I do tell you every two minutes. But, yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm not good with numbers. I tell you what, while you do that, while you sort yourself out, we're cool. going to listen to the scumbag philosopher. Oh, we're going to listen to the scumbag philosopher. We're doing a listen play. We're doing a segment in the middle of a segment. Yeah, this is madness. That's the way that we roll around here. This is like Inception. So this is um, uh, this is uh, the scumbag philosopher. I'm not sure what the song's called. I'm assuming it's just called the scumbag philosopher. But it's is it like st- is it like Snoop Dogg? Is he a rapper? Because Eminem did you know Hi My Name Is and Snoop Dogg did Snoop Doggy Dog because he was called Snoop Dogg. I assume that he's a rapper. I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, it's from the, it's taken from the album. It means nothing. So it means nothing gone off him a bit there uh, but uh, yeah but it is it is from this year which is uh, you know better, better than some of our old better uh, listen to reviews I assume it's not sweary uh, I would hope the not. good people at Reverb wouldn't allow a CD with swears to just be left lying around surely surely not <laughs> uh, but we'll see I guess if it start, if he starts using any he starts cussing we'll fade it right yeah, down immediately fail, fade that potty mouthed philosopher down yeah. Uh, yeah so here we go scumbag philosopher see what it's like scumbag philosopher Uh, high rise, don't bother uh, He knows what 
are in for scumbag philosopher what do we think well i started with a good name uh, my height my he heightened my expectations with the name and then the song was just all right it dashed them i don't it didn't i just thought it was a bit boring he didn't really do anything it's all right hmm. five out of ten. Five, three. i'm giving it god so much heart. you're the simon cowell of this duo aren't you I am, I am i'm the i don't know the names of the other judges i'm the i'm the i'm the nigel howarth of this competition does he do so you think you can dance no he does uh he judges the northeast dishes on Great British Menu, but he is a notoriously <laughs> <laughs> strict marker. Oh, he's right. all he's all cheerful, chappy northeast. But then, uh, and when it comes down to it, they're all like, "Oh, I thought that dish was amazing." I thought that dish was... And he comes along and goes, "It was rubbish. It was burnt. It was. Dad didn't see the point. It didn't really work." I like problems that no one else noticed as well. Like if it's a whole panel of people, everyone's like, "That was delicious," and then he's like, "It was burnt." <laughs> yeah. No one else noticed. What? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Anyway, so yeah, Nigel Howarth. He's he's the he's the new Simon Cowell. I think he's right. Just, okay. You know, playing the villain because he saw how much money Simon Cowell's got and thought, "I could yes. get myself a piece of that action, cut myself a slice of that cake, pie. whether it's burnt or not." Yes. Yes. Fingers in pies. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, so there we go, um, and that and that reminds me and everyone that uh, the new series of the Great British Menu is on, which is one of the great, <laughs> which of course you're obliged to, which is I'm, one of the great, great cooking my, programs of, the, of our time. Very very behind on my cooking programs for the first time in my life. Yesterday, in fact, I watched the first episode of the current series of MasterChef, Ooh. having never watched MasterChef before. The first, uh, the first, the first episode. episode of the current series. Oh, where right. they're doing, we're like, pretty the, much at the end. The now. auditions. Yeah, right. no, but I just went back. Oh, right. Good old iPlayer. Yeah, <clears throat> doing a lot of BBC promoting today. Yeah, um, but anyway, I watched that, and that was it was all right. Yeah, well, I, mean, I really want to see what happens. MasterChef though. They just they they actually just get them to the point of a nervous breakdown. Like yeah, they they put so much pressure on it, and they they just get them to do the most ridiculous things that they're never going to be asked to do ever again, sort of thing. Just to see, obviously, to see how they cope and stuff. But they, it's just like why? Um, well, they're never going to do that, and they're just literally just piling so much pressure on them to the point where. When they're, you know, giving their 10-second delay before they announce who's won at the end, these people are just in tatters. And then, you know, if they get through, they're, they're just falling on the floor, just, like, crying and stuff. You know what? For goodness sake. Well, I think that's, that's the thing that happens. Frying up a few 
bits of bacon come on <laughs> come on well that's one of, the, one of the many things that comes out of these reality shows and it always gets me because I've watched like the audition sections of an X Factor or anything like mm. that it's all the people and I guess the cameras encourage it as well there's a lot of people who just won't get on air because they're not like this but you get all the people and they say they're doing the exact same lines about MasterChef mm. and I'm sure they've done the exact, every reality audition show process yeah. there is oh this would mean the world to me this yeah. is vital that I do this this would be realising my dream yeah. why are you putting so much stock yeah. into what is essentially kind of disposable reality TV yeah. like why is that your be all and end all crazy what what really annoys me about it actually relates to my wiki walk that effect all right what what actually really annoys me about master well, we'll we'll get off this subject very quickly so we can do your wiki walk but um it's when they go it's when they go oh i never realized how hard it would be and you're like you, you uh, this is like the seventh <laughs> season of MasterChef. Every single time, which I'm assuming that you've watched it, you haven't just gone, oh, that sounds quite interesting. I don't know what that is. I'll apply for that. You know, they know what it is. They watch it every single year. They finally get on it. They see how everyone before them goes... Struggle and break down. God, I didn't know how hard this would be. And then, and then they're surprised when it's hard. And then you're like, well, you knew how hard this was going to be. Surely, because you must have seen it. Anyway, off topic, back on to... Colin's wiki walk. Oh yes, my wiki walk. Wiki walk. What's wiki. it going to be? It's the Dunning Kruger effect. Dunning Kruger. I don't know if you're I'm, familiar with the Dunning Kruger. No, effect. I'm intrigued. Uh, it, it was based on a series of experiments in 1999 at Cornell University. Which is where? Uh, it's in America. Oh, right, okay. And it's actually one of the important aspects of this is that all of the exp- psychological experiments were done on Americans, and later when they rolled out these experiments across the rest of the world, they did find significant differences. Mm. Uh, so Europeans respond differently, and Asians actually responded in the East Asians responded in almost the opposite way. This was oh, wow. a reverse Dunning Kruger effect. A Kruger Dunning effect. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. Kind <laughs> of. But um, I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown just because it is—it's a brilliant thing. It's one of those things that once you know about it. You already know this. It's it will one change those, your life. No, not at all. Oh, right. It's one of those things you hear about it and go, yeah. But it's just, it's nice. It's nice <laughs> that, that someone's do? done the science. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that someone's done the science. Right. To back up the, what you've already suspected. Okay. Uh, and I'll just read the little blurb. It's a cognitive bias in which unskilled people make poor decisions and reach erroneous conclusions, but their incompetence denies them the metacognitive ability to appreciate their mistakes. The unskilled therefore suffer from illusory superiority, rating their ability as above average, much higher than it actually is, while the highly skilled underrate their own abilities, suffering from illusory inferiority, leading to a situation in which less competent people rate their own ability higher than more competent people. It also explains why actual competence weakens self-confidence because competent individuals think that they've got an equivalent understanding. They'll take a test and go, oh, that was really easy. Right. Therefore, the test is easy. Therefore, everyone would do well on that test. Right. So they will rate their own ability lower. Uh, Whereas stupid, ill-informed individuals will take it and just think they've done really well. But it's apparently it's it's almost uniquely American. It happens a bit in Europe as well, but it's really strong in America. So they kind did, of like, tests. They gave people like geography tests, grammar tests, things like that. And the people right. who performed in you know the absolute bottom percentile would still rate themselves right at the top. Right. And the people who performed right near the top would actually rate themselves lower. Okay. So people who are incompetent think they're better, and the people who are competent think they're worse. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting effect. It is one of those things that kind of feels obvious. You've met plenty of people who know nothing about subjects, but yeah. Are happy to bang on about it. Yeah, and one of the points they make is that this isn't just about you know people who are idiots. This is they if you they did a survey of college professors across the United States, and ninety seven percent of college professors believe that they are in the top ten percent of college professors for ability and skill in their field. Oh right, which is kind of inevitable. It's just like it, almost everyone says they're of above average intelligence. Yeah, but it's just one of those things. I just thought it was quite interesting. So how did the um, so but in East Asia. 
there was in the East Asia, effect. there was almost an opposite, where um, people who were incompetent um, knew they were incompetent. Yeah, and rated themselves even lower than they were. Oh right. Uh, there was also um, there's also a bit more of a thing about the people who are competent. There's more of an issue about getting on with people and kind of. Um, they're aiming towards improving the self, and it's more like, oh, everyone's a bit more, oh, no, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. I can get mm. better at that. I, was, I thought it was a very interesting effect. I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah. It's also quite useful, because you, if you've worked anywhere, yeah. ever, or with anyone, you've probably seen the Dunning-Kruger effect in action. Yeah. yeah. See, I did make that noise. There you go. That's the noise you make. There you when go. you realise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what can be done? About uh, do we go around telling well, do we go around telling the inferior that they are actually inferior and then well, the, as, as we reminding the, start, the superior as we of the start, superior they're blind to that fact. Oh, right. there's, there's the whole principle of it is that you can't tell them. The one thing they worked out that did result is if you then train up the people, uh, the unskilled, yeah, the unskilled people, to become skilled. Yeah, you kind of teach them more about it. Are you talking? Uh, then they will then acknowledge that their previous performances were poor, right. even though before they said they were brilliant. Right. But they'll still think they're still brilliant. They'll still be overrating until okay. they actually get themselves to competence. Yeah. Okay. What well, is it? I mean, when you say skilled, is that like dexterous or is that like? Oh, I, they, I can't remember the exact test they intelligence did. Intelligence. I know they did grammar and they did a couple of other tests. So it was things like that. So it was just things where you can kind of quantifiably be good at things like logical reasoning, right? Grammatical skills. I think they did some on humour as well, mm. which is a little bit more qualitative. You know. Yeah. Sub- subjective. As subjective. Well. Yeah. But um. But uh, so you kind of do things where you can qualify. You can say, "Look, this person's got bad logical reasoning because they've answered these logical questions incorrectly." Because they're a numbskull. Yeah, exactly. Can you use that word? Don't, you just did. <laughs> I guess I just did. No. I don't think numbskulls particularly. Yeah, numbskull. It's quite old-fashioned. That's quite numbskull, like uh, it's quite Beano and the Dandy. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, actually, in the Fun Day Times, I think it was uh, they had uh, the cartoon of the numbskulls, which was all the people that lived in the brain of this sort of human being and they had uh, yeah, yeah, I lived in a them. house but they, they were in the fun day times but we weren't a times reading family at my house oh. but they were originally that's a Beano comic it just got transposed oh really yes are we, I, I used to get do they still have the fun day times I don't know I don't yes. think they do actually because I, I ever, so, ever so now and again ever so now and again that's a great English isn't it um, get the fun get the get the actual Sunday times and, uh, and at no and point there's no fun day times no I think it's because only children get it so you were raised in obviously a more politically balanced household because my parents, proper middle class that they were, you read the Telegraph. So I used to get the Young Telegraph with Viv the Vulture. The Young Telegraph. The Young Telegraph. Oh, I seem to I remember that actually. Why um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a. Um, what have you got? Rich? Sorry, because uh, you you requested a Grateful Dead song earlier, and I was going to finish on that, and I accidentally, you know, stopped background tunes in order to try and. Uh, you know, find this song uh, that there, we're looking for. Is there chaos going on that I'm unaware of? A small amount of chaos, but keep them talking for a little bit, and uh, and I'll, I shall return momentarily. Okay, well in that case, I'll just bang on about my trip to China for Go a bit. Then, yeah, I'm because you, you enthusiastically voiced interest in hearing about it, and then the second we started talking about it, you started going on about your own <laughs> cooking preferences and how you got some skewers and <laughs> rubbed some stuff in some chicken. Yeah. But Be- Beijing was brilliant. It was a very, very good city. It was easier than I thought as well. They've got a very nice, sensible subway system. All the lines of just called line one, line two, line three. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just it, logical. Quite big, quite a sprawling subway. It's a very big city, Beijing. Uh, a phenomenally big city, in fact. But um, no, it's very, very good. A trip. You got a little Chinese equivalent of an Oyster card. Oh, nice. Which was great fun buying it, because that was the only time when there was a little woman in the ticket booth. And it was the first time in my life I've been put in a position that all non-English speaking people are put in when they come to England and try and do something because I came up and was like right I want 
a card that I can swipe and try to explain it. Mm. And she just responded in Chinese. And I stared blankly at her. Yeah. And then she responded again in Chinese, but slower and louder, with meaningless hand gestures. <laughs> and it was, it was brilliant. This is exactly what it is like if you're in England. Yeah. And someone's trying to explain it. I'll just speak in the same language I'm already using. Classic. But because it's Chinese, it's it's completely off. Yeah. Or Mandarin. You or can't even hear, like, you know. I always get Mandarin and Cantonese. I'm never sure. But whatever it is. It, it's completely it's not like French or a romance language it's got the same Latin roots yeah where you can kind of you've got the feel of things yeah. you know what, beer yeah restaurant and even beyond <laughs> that like you can kind of use yeah. Latin roots like you know what the starting and ends of things should yeah, be yeah, yeah. but when you're off in Asia it's completely alien. and it's such a tonal language as well you yeah. say something slightly differently in Chinese it means something completely different yeah uh, so it's tricky all around but I just that, that delights did you learn me. any Chinese at all uh, Ni hao Ni hao. Everyone says ni hao when you arrive. It means hello. Oh, that's good. How are you? What's bye? Don't know. Yeah. Just ni hao. Just ni hao and smile. Yeah. And then wait for someone to speak English. <laughs> it's quite a lot. Someone pointed out to me while I was there, there are more people learning English in China than there are in the USA. Is that right? Yeah. Entirely. I mean, mostly based on population. But mm. it's considered the thing to know English. Yeah. Like, a good example. You'll be excited about this, Reese. I should have mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah, I will. In oh. Beijing, at McDonald's. McSpicy do you know what they, yes they do, do they they sell the McSpicy oh did you have one I had about four <laughs> yeah they, it's, it's a burger just to give background for those who may not have travelled as recent I, in Singapore where Reese used to live and I went out and stayed with him for periods of time um, they do a burger in McDonald's called the McSpicy Burger yeah the McSpicy Double McSpicy Double Chicken yeah. Burger and it's delicious. Which is essentially, I don't know how they do it, but... Radioactive chickens. Radioactive chickens. The, the, the spice is infused within the chicken meat. It's delicious. I don't know how they do that. It's amazing. They must have but skewers. They only served it, as far as we can tell, in Singapore. Yeah. And I found them when I went to Louisiana, in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. Or New Orleans. Uh, in Louisiana. They sell it there as well, because there's a real appetite for spiciness there. But that's it. I've never found it in any other McDonald's. But they have them in Beijing, Reese. God. They have them in Beijing. pound forty for a meal. Oh, that's nice. The one is quite a good, quite a good exchange rate. Um, it would be twenty uh, p for a trip on the subway. Maybe I can, maybe I can write a letter to um, Ronald McDonald of the yes. UK and see if he can just, you know, for a limited period only. Call no, it. no, don't, don't. don't well, it's they, a negotiation, Rich. You don't enter into a negotiation with a compromised position. Okay, well, and you, you tell know, him you want it permanent. I want it. I want the McSpicy Double. Actually, open with. I want it to be the only menu item available. Yeah. And then they'll say, "Well, that's completely unreasonable." Yeah. And you can say, "All right, fair enough. You can keep some of the other menu items, but it obviously, at least needs to be there." And they'll be like, "Well, yeah. that's that's better. Thank God, we've at least stopped it." Because you can haggle it down. You've got all the power here. Yes. Yeah. In this letter, exchange. I totally do. Yeah. Well, we could haggle it down too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you're uh, in dialogue with a kind of corporate mascot, mm. I find they're the best people to approach. Yeah, well, they 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 can get they can get you right in there to the man at the top. Yes, yes. They f- they are the man at the top. A friend of mine, Matthew Ford, once had a bad bag of pork scratchings mm. and stapled the bag shut and posted it back to uh, Mr. Porky's pork scratchings <laughs> and wrote a letter that began, "Dear Mr. Porky," <laughs> and he wrote his letter to the corporate mascot of their. Pork scratchings product, and he got a full refund in the form of a postal order of all things. Very wow. old fashioned. Amazing. Um, we, we don't really have a lot of time left for The Grateful Dead now. Oh, should we're, we play out on The Grateful Dead? We're on 52. Uh, we can do, but I, I would have missed my Better Late Than Never. Oh, okay. But I'll do a quick Better Late Than Never. We'll do a little bit of Grateful Dead. Right, uh, we'll, we'll do Grateful Dead next week. Yeah. We'll end on them and then open on them next week. Okay. Well, that that's sound a good. Idea. That was like a sort of continuity type thing. Yeah, yeah. What's your better late than never? Uh, Reese reviews a film far too late for the review to be useful. Yeah, Legally Blonde. Wow, yeah, that is quite old. <laughs> it's brilliant, though. Is it good? Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I had um, 
I had a few glasses of wine last night and it was on uh, and it was on iPlayer and I thought yeah I'll just bang this on actually because it's fun um, <coughs> and it's just, it's just absolutely brilliant basically it's exactly what you want from you know uh, an, an early 2000s uh, Reese Witherspoon uh, sort of romantic comedy type thing and it's just really funny uh, quite witty and uh, quite stupid in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but uh, you know just sort of quite Quite is harmless, like, mindless, and, uh, and everything that you could possibly want from is it. Is it really. like Clueless? I remember being surprised by how good Clueless was when I saw that back in, like, 1999. It's a little bit like Clueless, but in, in a different way that it's... She's kind of not Clueless, although she kind of plays the Clueless kind right. of person. Uh, she's sort of... Um, Does this mean you're going to go and see the musical in London? No, I probably won't do that. Oh, okay. I think I'll probably leave it there um, for Legally Blonde. You're going to watch Legally Blonde 2, Legally Blonder. I would... Uh, no, but I'd probably, uh, I'd probably pay, you know, about £4... Four pounds for Four legally pounds blonde on the legally blonde, for legally blonde. If I found legally it, bland. <laughs> legally bland. That would be a good alternate name for our radio show. I quite like the name legally bland. That is quite good. We'll copyright that. Yeah. Uh, amongst all the other great ideas that we've come up with, that I can't remember right now that we've copyrighted as well. Um, we're going to finish with um, Hotel Yorba by the White Stripes because it's a nice short one. Uh, thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Sorry if that's a repeat and you're back at work. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> We're going to go. It's a Tuesday repeat. Oh, well, I guess it's probably still nice. No, you might be on Easter holidays. Um, anyway, we're going to uh, go and have some beers uh, in a garden somewhere. I don't I like condone, condone binge drinking, though. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, burden of proof. Thanks very much.